the first step would be for everybody to care about other people and not about themselves only. Uh, people should respect each other, and, uh, not dependent with the color, the gender. Uh, we must avoid all this uh, uh, confrontation. You know? The fact that we're all humans is what unites us. So. But I think you start to think of yourself more as a person from the planet. The task of the media is to help society find a common language and communicate. I think friendship and being nice to each other can unite everyone. I want to live in a society that where the people are very conscious, so they make Just conscious decisions. Work for the sake of uh, society, for the sake of love, for the sake of connection. I see that all people want two things, love and it's respect. It's a compassionate society, a society that understands that your needs are Validate. What unites us is being in relationship with each other. It's about humanizing the human society. Everybody has to be informed in a, in a proper way. Let's support each other. Let's help each other, no matter what another person may have. In a creative society, human life will be of highest value, and the best human qualities will prevail. about the creative society where everyone feels safe and lives a fulfilled life. Now, we also ask our guests questions that are of value to viewers. Yes, you. Now, my name is Dr. Bob Schott, and I'm co-hosting this live broadcast with Elena. I'm very happy to introduce our guest, Nita Patel, bestseller, keynote speaker, artist, and coach. Welcome, dear Anita. Could you please tell our viewers a little bit more about yourself and share with us what inspires and drives you in life? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. Um, a little bit about me. I have a multicultural, multilingual background. I was born and partially raised in the UK, moved to the States. Um, my parents are of Indian descent, but they were born in Africa. Um, my dad was raised in England. My mom was raised in India. And, um, and then at some point we moved to the States. So, you know, it's a small world. It's always been a small world for me, um, having that cultural mix kind of throughout my childhood. And as an adult, I love traveling, um, probably because of that. And so, um, you know, I think that the power of being connected and um, learning about each other has just been really, really important to me. Um, I have a background in psychology. My undergrad was in clinical psychology, and I'm actually pursuing my master's right now in IO psychology, um, industrial organizational psychology. So I just you know, love learning about people, love understanding why we do what we do. And um, I have spent a little over two decades in the corporate world. I have been an artist kind of all along. Um, I, I think everyone's an artist, uh, but, you know, sometimes we make a choice to do something very specific. And um, I did that in 
kind of my time of where I needed a creative outlet. And that led to me sharing my artwork in museums and uh, galleries around the world. Um, so that's been a lot of fun, just being able to be left-brained in the corporate world, but right-brained in being able to express your creative outlet. And um, so, and then recently, most recently I made a transition and um, I do performance executive coaching, I speak, and I published my first book last year called Boss Vibes, Self-Esteem, Success, and the Art of Etiquette. And again, it goes back to how I was raised, the different cultures that I grew up in. And I felt that it was important to share with the world why we do certain things. I call it modern manners, but why it's important. And it's, I think in the old sense, people thought of etiquette as doing things for society. But my spin on it is you really do it for yourself because it boosts your self-esteem, it elevates your confidence, and you gain respect for yourself and therefore other people respect you. Yeah, a, a, a question I want to ask you, and, and if you can offer any tips, especially based on your, your unique perspective uh, between the connections, uh, not only the national co connections between you and your parents, but also the various cultures that you've been connected to. And, and it's interesting because now you're, you're living in, in the Texas area, which is a much different environment than in the UK and a much different environment than where your parents came from. If you can offer tips on, on what you learned and, and how people can learn to be able to uh, better connect with others uh, with this unique way, including connecting with themselves, but also co connecting with others who are different than themselves and have that understanding, what, what would you advise? Sure, I, I would say at a very young age, because I did travel a lot um, and I experienced you know, some of that, especially as a kid, you know, kids are mean, they're brutally honest, so <laughs> they don't hold back. And what I learned is not only to fit in, but to your point, connect. And I think that's the important piece is in order to connect, being authentic with someone is what allows that and what allows people to understand each other. For me, there was a language barrier between British English and American English. And um, the when I was in the States, you know, I would get told that you can't speak English and I would get really upset. I'm like, no, you can't speak English. <laughs> I speak English, you speak American. <laughs> There's a difference. Uh, but what I learned from that was adapting, you know, and understanding it's the same language. We spell things differently. You know, I might've gotten a bad grade in English because I spelled according to British English. Uh, but really understanding where people come from. And um, I, I think just coming to terms with that, that's what allows connectedness. And that's what helped me as a kid integrate better. And I, I think that, you know, as an adult, just traveling the world, when you go to another country, respecting their culture, instead of comparing it to wherever you come from, you know, learning about them, I, I think that's what allowed that authenticity is what allows the connectedness. Nita, uh, we are talking about uh, 
modern society and uh, the format uh, that we are living now uh, is consumer. And I think that everyone already is kind of fed up uh, with what we have. And maybe you would like to share what is important for you in creative society. Uh, what are the key moments uh, for you to have in uh, your everyday life in order you and your friends and your close ones are happy? What could it be? Um, yeah, that's a great uh, question. And that's something that I am currently speaking about a lot, just sharing the message of authenticity, because in the modern world, we are so caught up in the concept of success that we've forgotten what success really means. And we think that success means, you know, a fancy title and a nice car and a bigger house and, and, and then another bigger house and more cars and, you know, all the the fashion and we think that keeping up with all of that and comparing ourselves to everyone on social media, you know, what does that person have? Oh, I need to go get that. I think instead of doing that, really taking a step back and understanding who am I? Why am I here? What is it that is going to make me happy? Because nine times out of 10, you can have all of those things and you can probably talk to people who have all of those things and they still feel like something's missing within. So I, I think it's that inner journey of looking within and saying, what was I meant to do? You know, what's my gift to the world? And a great example, which I think also falls in alignment with the creative society values is expressing your creativity. Um, when you're allowed to authentically express your creativity, um, you don't have that layer of needs of covering yourself up with wanting something, you know, that materialistic, I think, lens of I need this, I need that, because you're fulfilled from the inside as you're expressing yourself creatively. And so that's a great example of if you can find your authentic self and understand what you, your purpose truly is, then that's your happiness, you know, and, and no one can take that away from you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, that, that was actually excellent expression of what Socrates once said, know thyself. And let, let, let me ask you this, because you mentioned the world and, and all of us being able to find that. In your opinion, what is the foundational uh, unity that brings everybody, regardless of where they came from, regardless of their, their, their culture, their, their, their race, their, uh, their self-identity, all that, regardless of all that, what is that one common ground that unites everybody? Um, you know, I think this sounds cliche because everyone says it, but I think, again, it's love, connectedness, and respect. When someone feels disrespected, that's when the hate starts. That's when people kind of turn against each other. Um, when you don't feel heard, which again, everything translates to a very basic emotion, right? Um, and so when you don't feel heard, you're, you're not loved. Um, you know, when you're not connecting with your family, your friends, your bosses, uh, you know, your coworkers, whoever it might be, you don't have that connection. So then 
you have a kind of a lack. And um, so I think foundationally, love, respect, connectedness, that is really what is the beginning of having that unity. And it, again, you know, everything starts with, with me, everything starts with, um, with yourself and really understanding how am I showing up? Because if everyone who does have that level of consciousness, if all of those people are showing up with love and compassion, that is the first step to bringing and allowing that unity. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think that each person that is listening to these words feels that uh, indeed we are so already united by this uh, desire, uh, strong desire to live in happiness and joy. And I believe that uh, our life is created uh, for, um, as, you, as you said, you know, Everyone and everyone is an artist to some in some way, and what a great idea to show this beauty to the world. Uh, and you know, people, um, yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say, you know, we are all programmed with with beliefs as children, and from a societal standpoint, I think we were all programmed that uh, that with the phrase "starving artist," and so any parent who has a child who shows an artistic expression, you know, that was always shut down and, and probably still is today, even though there are much broader professions that people can step into um, and, and make a great living. You know, it's that creativity piece is still shut down because that belief is if you're an artist, then you're going to starve. You're not going to be able to provide for your family. You're not going to be able to have a good living. And it's really the opposite. Yes. Yes, that, that's uh, well said because uh, there's been, uh, in fact, a gentleman named George Land back in the 60s, he actually came out with a test to test creativity. And in that test, uh, he tested uh, five years. So initially, it was uh, uh, NASA wanted to find out about their, their people in terms of creativity. But, he, but what he did, he tested five-year-olds and 95% of five-year-olds were creative. And then it dropped down dramatically by the time they got to nine, not nine years old. And by the time they reached adulthood, only 5% of adults are creative. And I think it's even worse now than what he did back in, in, in the 60s. And, 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 and as you said, it's actually, it's something that, that society has really uh, tamped down when we actually need more of of that creativity, of that creative mindset in today's world. And I noticed in, in, in your bio that you're also an artist. And how does like your expression of art, because we also have another artist too here with her artwork that we just, that uh, some of us saw earlier, but how does art play into uh, what you do in terms of your own expression from your inside? I would say it is a creative outlet. You know, some people, for me, it began at a place in my life where I had all these built up emotions and I wasn't able to express them verbally. Um, you know, when, when you're going through a tough time in your life, you don't, you, you kind of go through these emotional stages and you don't know who to trust. You don't know who to talk to. 
And, but you have all these uh, built up emotions. And so for me, it was a release, you know, to be able to express myself through paint. I didn't have to say a word to anyone. I would just turn on some music and uh, paint. And, and so, you know, I think it's different for everyone and it's evolved over time. You know, um, I think now it's, I can be in a very happy place and I just have a need to express. And if I don't do it, then I'm not able to do my other work, which is kind of interesting. You know, I, I tell people that um, another, I think, myth is you only are left-brained or right-brained. That's something that we were taught growing up, you know, are you left-brained or right-brained? You know, we have all these psychology tests around that. And um, we have both sides of the brain. So why would we only be left-brained or right-brained? And so I think that for anyone who thinks they're left-brained and you're watching this, you know, I really challenge you and encourage you to be creative, to, you know, try anything that you've always wanted to, because it's really balancing both sides of our brain. It's balancing the extrovert with the introvert. You know, I think that's the same thing. You're either an extrovert or you're an introvert, and that's not true. <laughs> Again, it's based on the setting, based on the time of day, based on what's happening in our life, you could be either. And so the art piece is a balance to the left brain work. And I think it really goes hand in hand. If you're a creative and um, you don't express yourself, you're going to struggle with your left brain tasks. So I think it's really um, knowing that you need to express yourself in some way, whether it's singing or writing or um, you know, painting or sculpting, whatever. I mean, art comes in so many forms, digital art today. I mean, you know, there's just a, there are no limits to how creativity is uh, displayed. So I, I highly encourage everyone to explore their creative side. You know, Lita, I was listening to you and an idea came to my mind. It's like creative people um, create creative societies. So the more we show, the, the, the more we let our beauty go outside, the more we develop it, the better are our deeds, isn't it? And it's, it, is, it has inspirational impact on others. And you know, um, like we are doing right now, talking to each other, uh, volunteers of Alatra TV um, asked thousand people from all over the world the same question, like how you envision creative society, what is important for you? And after analyzing all these answers were designed eight foundations of creative society. This is something common um, for everyone. And I asked technical support to show us this small video and then we discussed. This Creative Society project was born by the initiative of the people themselves. After we carried out many social surveys, interviews, conferences, and well, we talked to many people really all over the world. These eight foundations of the Creative Society is the result of the desire 
the demand of the people themselves, because they talk about it. They tell us how they want to live, where, in what world, in what kind of society they want to live, what values are the most important for them. And after analyzing everything, we understand that, yes, there are these eight foundations that now we can share with everybody. It is a complex of values of each person in this world. So, Nita, do you have any suggestions or ideas about these eight foundations? Um, you know, two things come to mind. Uh, certainly the creative aspect, which I, I will get to in, in just a second. But I would say, um, you know, one thing to get to this place is helping others and teaching others about elevated consciousness. You know, and I know that that word is used a lot today, but the more we expand our consciousness, you know, the more we come from a place of love, the more we come from a place of truly enlightenment, I think that's when you break all the barriers because everything else doesn't matter. You know, what you said at the beginning of the show, um, the racism and, you know, all the divide that's occurred in the world over the last well, thousands of years, <laughs> um, you know, all of that goes away when everyone sees themselves as, as a divine being. And then, you know, and then they treat others that way. And so that expanded level of consciousness eliminates all the barriers. And we talk to each other out of love and compassion. You know, we respect ourselves and we respect each other. Um, I think kind of like this conversation, you know, that's a cascading effect for anyone who listens to it, anyone who thinks that it's this is something that should be applied to their life. Um, that case cascades onto their family, their friends, you know, and it's a domino effect. So um, I, I would say that teaching people how to be mindful, teaching people more about awareness, you know, those are kind of the fundamental pieces that can be a foundation to the Creative Society values. Yeah. Thank you for your answer. I totally support you. Yes, I, I, I totally agree. And very powerful. Uh, we used to like, if you go back, oh gosh, about 200 and some odd years ago, actually from the late 17th century into the early 19th century, we had a thing called the Age of Enlightenment. And, and from what you just said, we actually need a second Age of Enlightenment, probably even at a higher level than we had back then. The United States was actually uh, built on the foundation during the Age of, of Enlightenment. And, and it seems like a lot of areas of the world have regressed. So we need to actually now expand. And, and, and I like what you said, the expanded consciousness aspect of that. And, and and really becoming truly enlightened in, in that way. Uh, based on, on the, the eight foundations and, and then what, and piggybacking what you said regarding the enlightenment, uh, what is it about that that can actually help all of us, every single being, and, and, uh, and, and again, in your opinion, 
to truly, 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 truly unite and, and being able to see the perspectives of each other? You know, I would say, going back to our conversation, the, the creativity uh, piece of the conversation that we had earlier, when you, when people know that they don't have to pick sides, you know, we're talking about all the external resources, but you're taking a look within yourself, you know, you have to, you're just making a decision that I'm only right brained or I'm left brained. Not only are we making choices of division externally, but we're doing that within ourselves as well. And so I think finding unity within and allowing everyone to be creative, to express themselves creatively. Um, I think there's a little bit of a taboo in society around creativity because we think that someone that's creative is maybe borderline crazy. You know, <laughs> they don't know what's, <laughs> they don't have a sense of reality. And um, I, I think eliminating those taboos by encouraging and inspiring people to be more creative. Uh, you know, an Excel spreadsheet never inspired anyone. <laughs> it, it's a part of life and, and it has to happen. You know, we have to have experts who um, are able to do that. But those same people also have a voice. And so if you encourage them to speak their truth and hear them out, you know, and let them know that it's okay for them to do that, I think that's the beginning to um, accepting the creativity. When people are creative, I think you'll notice that um, a lot of people, a lot of speakers, a lot of artists, um, especially in the music space or even actors, actresses, uh, when they're kind of doing their art, they get into this zone, uh, they're in flow, you know, there's so many different words to kind of describe that space, but they're in this place where it's almost like their conscious mind is shut down and it's, they're speaking from their soul, whether they're creating music or, or painting or writing. And so when you're allowed to be that way and when you're allowed to express your creativity that way I think that brings authenticity out and it's accepted and when you're accepted for who you are we no longer have to hide and you know keep buying things to make ourselves feel better we no longer have to keep doing all of those things um, I think that's the beginning that that's where the borders are eliminated and we appreciate each other for who we are uh, that competition piece goes away because now it's okay to do this. You know, I think right, right now and in the past, it hasn't been okay. And now there's more and more conversation about it's okay. And, and that's, that's all people want. You know, at the end of the day, our inner child, that's all we want. We wanna know that it's okay to be me. And if it's okay for me to be then me to be me, <laughs> then, um, then I'm not gonna have any conflict within, which means, Externally, I'm not going to have any conflict. Thank you so much for your answer. And um, I'm sitting here and observing what's going on. And for me, this is something very special and very beautiful that people started finally just talk to each other and ask questions so important questions actually in what world you want to live in what society you want to live what is important about you and for you and uh, for me is like uh, you know this beauty of the 
opportunity to meet uh, new people from all over the world. And like I'm, I see Dr. Bob a second time and I see Nita for the first time, but I feel us to be so much united and have so much same values. And I feel like we can do, we can show this beauty to the world and create something just great. And uh, I want to tell our viewers that the project is run by volunteers uh, in their free from work time. And from my experience, I can tell this is something just fantastic. This is simply something, one of the best things that happens in my life, you know, to, to see people, to see their beauty. And if you want to join, just go to Alatra Unites uh, website and press the, the button. Uh, you see the red button join. And you can be a guest, you can give your opinion, and you can be a host or co-host, or you can just give any suggestion. What can we do uh, to build better tomorrow? And uh, Anita, as you already know, we are using the rule of six handshakes. So we want you to suggest uh, maybe your friend or someone you know, or and you want to interview personally, or maybe you just want us to arrange this interview. Do you have someone? Yeah, I'm, I have a few people that come to mind, so I'm happy to share that with you. Uh, so you will, you will tell us um, later, you will send us contacts maybe. Yes, I will send you contact names, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, Dr. Bob, maybe you tell your experience. How is it to be a guest and to be a host of this interview? Yeah, how do you both, feel about it? Yeah, both is absolutely enjoyable. And I would suggest anybody that wants to be a guest or even co-host, like this is my first time. And then I also have another day I'm doing a co-host with one of the guests that I invited on. But this is thoroughly in enjoyable. I I love to host because I have my own my own podcast and, and then also a Facebook live YouTube live show and yeah and then get getting to meet interesting people I got to meet you Elena and then Nita I mean me as as an older guy and I have two beautiful women on on both sides here as well on on top of that but intelligent so that's that's what I'm learning so much more from you guys than I think all my years could ever teach either one of you. So it's, it's just been amazing. Thank you. Anita, we do thank you for your time and we do thank you for your beautiful answers and this inspiration that you gave us. Uh, this is just fantastic uh, feeling that uh, there are so many creative people in the world and we can do something together. Thank you so much. It was my honor being here. Maybe you would like to tell something to our viewers. Sure. Um, I, I would say my final message is, you know, find your authenticity and don't let anyone else, you know, judge you. Don't judge yourself and don't let anyone else judge you. Just be who you truly are and you will see miracles happen and celebrate life every day. You know, there's not one moment in life that you wait for to celebrate. It's something you do every day. And, and that's where the true happiness and joy comes in. Beautiful message. Thank you so much. We are looking forward to see you again. And Thank good you. luck in everything you. you do.